You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly, show number 15, original air date, January 21st, 2020. And it does still feel weird that I'm saying 2020. I don't think it's weird at all. Well, I'm not Barbara Walters, but it still feels weird being in the, you know... (laughs) In the 2020s. Well, we are here, so welcome. This week, we are talking all about the easiest way to travel internationally if you have little to no experience traveling outside the country. If someone would ask the question, what do you wish you would have done more of when you were younger? My answer every time would be to travel more. I would have done the Disney College program. I would have done a semester abroad. I may have even worked on a cruise ship. I don't I, I can kind of see that maybe. That'd be fun. I think it would be really fun, but I don't know what you would do on the cruise ship. You're not like the cruise director type. No, I'd be the captain. Hello. hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you get paid to cruise the world. Your food and drinks are paid for. Well, there's a crew bar, but it's really cheap beer. I'd be in for that. Yeah, but I think they limit the number of beers the crew can drink. And so that's why I'm thinking that may not be your thing. And then I would make friends with the people that don't drink. And then they would give me their drink. And (laughs) everything would be fine. Yeah, okay. One of our favorite sayings is, we haven't been everywhere yet, but it's on our list. This is so true. Traveling outside the country can be very intimidating. I get it. Other than the Bahamas, when I was 15, I had never traveled internationally. And when I look back on it, I really never went outside the country until I met you. Well, and I had gone to Tijuana on a couple family trips, but I don't think that counts. I don't think that counts. And you know what? Today, I would never take my kids to Tijuana. We don't have kids, but I would not have advised that of anybody to I go to I wouldn't take my Tijuana. friends to Tijuana. Now, if you were living in Tijuana, no offense. <laughs> it's just not the safest place. No, that is true. For the most part, you and I had not traveled internationally until our honeymoon trip to Italy. And it was, of course, a cruise. And I still count that as one of my best trips Yeah. And in fact, our first big travel trip we did together was an Alaskan cruise. We'd only been together about five or six months. And you're like, here's the funny thing is, you know, at the time you lived in Salt Lake City, I lived in Tampa, and I was not a traveler at all. I didn't know that Tampa had a cruise port. And you're like, hey, you want to cruise to Alaska with me? It's, you know, it's it's a work thing. I'm like, Alaska doesn't sound exciting. I didn't realize how popular that was. I (laughs) I know. know, That's like one of the top three cruises. I did not know that. I'm like, (laughs) Uh, sure. I live in Tampa. My first cruise should be Alaska. No, my first cruise should be Tampa. Well, so technically that cruise was our first international travel because we had a stop in Victoria, British Columbia. I do remember that. We were hanging out with our friend Ray. I think he took us out to dinner. Yeah, we probably. were there for a very short time. Usually that cruise stop, you're there from like 6 p.m. to midnight. So yeah, it's it kind was of not, an awkward yeah, it was time. Pretty, it was pretty short. Yeah, not really that full international experience that we're going to be talking about on this show. So if you have your bucket list in front of you, this may be you. You've ordered your passport. The list is ready to be checked off. Not your real ID. Not Get your, yeah. an actual passport. <laughs> and now, though, you're 
getting ready to start planning your international travel, but you're getting a little scared of the unknown. So you may be thinking to yourself, you know, maybe we'll just go back to Disney. And this happens to too many people because international travel is so intimidating. So if any of that sounds familiar to you, get ready to take some notes because we want to help you get that bucket list checked off. Unless you're driving and please don't take notes because I will honk at you. (laughs) But no, we really do have some great tips on how you can tackle international travel and it can be very comfortable and safe for you. Well, let's start with a cruise. Perfect. What is so great about a cruise is that you are traveling in a floating hotel. You pack and unpack one time, but you get to experience multiple cities. It can be an ocean cruise in the Mediterranean or Northern Europe, or a river cruise in Central Europe, which is what we did. Yeah, our honeymoon trip was a 12-night cruise round trip from Rome, and we had never been to Europe. But we picked it because it just sounded like, you know what, I think we can do this. I know why we picked it is because we used to sit around at our pool with cruise brochures and just say, I want to do this. I hope someday I can do this. Like someday became our go-to word. (laughs) Hashtag someday. And then we have cruised on the Rhone River in France. Totally different experience, but both were awesome. So cruising is probably the best way to experience Europe for the first time. Yeah. So in fact, when we did go back to Italy in 2015, it just felt really a lot more comfortable than the first time we had traveled there. So I'm glad we did it the way we did it. So I just remember on our honeymoon, we're walking around Naples and you're like, oh my gosh, I think that guy's a pickpocket. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like picking these guys out of a crowd? Hey, they were. I'm Luckily, we had a money belt on, <laughs> which is one of our recommendations. But you're like, um, I think they're casing us. They were casing us. I saw it. Three of our four trips to Europe have been on cruises. And I didn't even think about that until I was writing you know, this week's show. So cruising, though, is the perfect way to travel in a very familiar environment. You can cruise on one of the U.S. cruise lines like a Royal, Norwegian, a Princess, Carnival, Disney, Azamara, Silver Sea. I mean, you get the idea. Because you most likely are going to be on a ship with a lot of other U.S. or English-speaking travelers, just because those are the familiar cruise lines. And then plus, your cruise directors are usually from the U.S. or the U.K., and so it's it's just very comfortable feeling. Like two of our favorites, Matt Mitchum and Steven Schwartz from Carnival. Yes. By the way, Matt Mitchum is very famous. Go check him out on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And he does have a British accent. He does. So why an international cruise? It's a great way to visit multiple countries. Yeah, I kind of look at it as it's like having a bunch of little appetizers. An appetizer? So you get to sample all these little different ports and different cities, and in some cases, multiple countries, depending upon what cruise you're going on. And you just get a little taste for it. And figure out what you like. Yeah, you're usually only there for for one day or maybe you have an overnight. So you're not going to have the full immersive experience, but you can definitely get a good sampling. So for our honeymoon, this is exactly what we did. And that's why I was just like, oh, this was the perfect way to sample Italy. Because Because we got married on Carnival. You're like, well, let's take a honeymoon on Carnival. Of course, Two completely separate cruises. Yep. And so we decided to cruise on Carnival's newest ship at the time. And it was out of Rome. Basically, it went all the way around the boot of Italy and also had stops in Croatia and in Monaco. Now, it was supposed to go to Barcelona, but we had really rough seas, so we skipped that That part. was crazy. And I remember the captain getting on the intercom saying, guys, here are the seas we're looking at. Um, we can avoid them if we kind of duck in behind one of these islands. I don't know if it was Sardinia. Yeah, it was. was. Yep. To make sure we were very comfortable with traveling to our first country in Europe, we also made sure we didn't have to worry about how we would get around. So this is where working with a travel agent is the best. All our transfers to and from the ship were all pre-arranged. We just had to look for the guy at the baggage claim holding a sign with our name on it. You don't want to get off your flight and it's been a long flight and then say, do we take a cab? 
Is it safe? Do we call Uber? And that's what I love with our Adventures by Disney trip is we, you know, we flew into to California and the guy had a, you know, back in the day, they used to have signs. Now they just use an iPad. Yeah. It really, though, does make getting your trip off to a good start because somebody's there to greet you and you know you're going to get to where you need to go. So you've decided a cruise is going to be a great way for you to experience Europe. The next step will be to plan what you are going to be doing in each of the port stops. And our rule of thumb is if you really want to enjoy the destination, plan an excursion or an activity. Don't just leave it up to chance. And this falls into that filing cabinet of do what we say, not what we do, because <laughs> we hardly ever plan excursions. Well, and there's a reason why. Because we can't make decisions. <laughs> the ships do offer their own excursion, and you know they're, they're a great option. You'll usually find these groups to be pretty big, but there is comfort knowing you have a tour guide that will take you to the right places and the safe places. And I remember even in Italy walking around Rome and we would see these groups of, you know, 40, 50 people. Yeah, they can get really big. And I was like, thank God we're not in that group. And they all have a little sticker on. Yes, they do (laughs) with a little number and, you know, the cruise line logo. So if that doesn't sound like that's like what you want to do, the other option is you can book a shore excursion in a smaller group for through a third-party provider. We actually prefer this method, and they will either meet you at the port or provide you an easy-to-find meeting point. And then from there, you have a personal tour guide for your small group for the day. It's a good way to do it. Well, but it's not the best. This the is best true. way is a private guide for the day, which we did in Italy. And we've done it wrong. So we're we're not just saying this from a theory standpoint. We've actually done it. We've done all these different ways. And we so we, you know, get off the ship thinking we'll save money and then end up walking around and And then we end up in one of your favorite places. For some reason you're just like, let's go it to is McDonald's. Not McDonald's. McDonald's was cool in Italy because I couldn't believe they had one. <laughs> but sometimes some ports are super friendly and easy to walk around on your own, and some are not. And this is where asking questions of the crew on board and making friends with the cruise director will come in handy. Yeah, because they may say, yeah, when you go to Naples, definitely plan wear an excursion. Wear a money belt. Wear a money belt. <laughs> get stay out away of from the, the mall. Yeah, get out of that port. Or if you're going too far, for example, that was a great port that we could just walk around and it was totally comfortable. Speaking of those, another great international option for travel is a river cruise. And one of the biggest reasons is, again, multiple countries, but your excursions are all included for the most part. On a river cruise, you're not only in a different place each day, Sometimes you're going to be in multiple destinations like we experienced with AMA Waterways. Yeah, so the value of a river cruise sometimes, especially if you want to have that European experience, is good because the excursions are there. And you can go all over Europe on different rivers. Um, The Danube alone, I think, hits nine countries, and that's one of the more popular river cruise itineraries. And there are also some more exotic river cruises in places like Cambodia and Vietnam or Amazon, like we experienced, which was awesome and even south africa yeah lots of river cruises all around the world and because there are rivers everywhere yes there's only like a couple oceans (laughs) i don't know how many but there aren't that many oceans (laughs) in general a cruise when you package your pre-arrival hotel and all your transfers to and from the cruise ship and your shore excursions is a great starter way to see a lot of places and then if you fall in love with one area and you're like okay i want to go back you plan another trip and return to spend more time in that area and just do like a land vacation. If cruising doesn't interest you at all, another way to make traveling internationally easy is to book a complete tour. And we do this all the time for clients. Yeah, especially for some of those larger trips that you are going to experience lots of historical spots or it's Greece or maybe it is over in China or Japan. Um, Or like we're talking about Cambodia, Laos and Vietnam for your big birthday this summer. A tour package includes a complete itinerary for your trip. 
And again, these can be a large group of people that are all just traveling together, usually by bus. We've all seen these when you're over in Europe. You'll see the big tour. And those groups. are fun too. I, like a lot of people, oh, I don't want to be in a big group. I kind of liked it. Yeah, you kind of like being there's, in a there's group. A, there's a camaraderie. Yeah. And you get to meet a lot of different people. That's so true. And then there's also smaller or semi-private groups who all travel together on the same itinerary. Or our favorite way to travel, a completely private itinerary, customized just for you, wherever you want to go. We did that in Italy. That was a blast. Rome, Florence, and Venice. We had a private driver the whole time, except for Venice because there are no cars. But in Rome and Florence, we had our own private drivers, and they were helping us decide where we wanted to go. And then also suggested places that we would not have even thought of. It definitely is a great way to set up yourself for a good international experience. And what makes these trips so easy and comfortable is everything is included. So you don't have to piece everything out. Your lodging, your transfers, transportation, getting around the country. If you know, Let's say you're over in Ireland and you're going to tour the island, getting all the way around there. Um, tours during the day or maybe even in the evening. So pretty much all your tours. And in some cases, meals are included. And if not, you have tour guides there who will give you some excellent recommendations. If you've never been to a country before, you could buy guidebooks and do all the research yourself. And some people really like that. I actually have a guidebook for Rome, Florence, and for Venice, a separate one. I happen to be a fan of Rick Steves. I enjoy his shows and his guidebooks are fantastic. Or you make it easy and rely on a specialist for the destination to make sure you hit the must-dos and that you don't over plan your trip. Yeah, when we've had the private guides, especially over in Italy, even though we've read the Rick Steves books, um, it was good for just information. But actually having the person there and having a guide that was specialized for that city, there was nothing that we could read in that book that would have given us the same experience. So the guidebooks, I think, are good for general information. But when you can book a regular tour, that is a much better way to do this. I mean, I see this all the time, like on social media, I'll see friends that are posting about their trip, or they'll say, hey, you know, I'm going to Rome. What are your recommendations? And Or they're already there and they didn't plan. Yes, hey, and that's I'm the here. worst. Where should I get pizza? I'm yeah. like, oh, go to Naples. <laughs> I know. And that's the funniest thing. It's it's They're not thinking or planning ahead very well. And so they'll get all this mishmash of ideas, and then it will be like either like paralysis by analysis, because they have way too many ideas, and they're just like, I don't know what we're going to do. Or they try to do them all. And you don't know how these other people travel that are giving you recommendations. So definitely, that's not really the route to go. And your trip is just going to be stressful. And keep in mind, this is a vacation. So you should not be stressed out. Exactly. Now, not all tour companies are the same. There are so many choices, of course, when it comes to cruising, because there are lots of different cruise lines. But there's even more when it comes to tour companies. And as we mentioned earlier, you can do the big groups, small groups, or just your family. And guess what? The prices are going to be all over the place depending upon where you want to go, how long you want to stay, and what time of year it is. That is very true. We have one company that is our go-to for Italy, and that is Ciao Italy Tours. We use another company when it comes to the rest of Europe, an option for Switzerland, and an expert in Finland, and a different group for Iceland. We like working with the companies that are specialists in that area and aren't too broad, just it, it works out so much better. And that's really one of the main differences when you are working with a travel agent is we have the relationships with many of these companies. We know what their specialties are. And in most cases, we have a direct line to contact them if one of our clients needs something, even while they're traveling. And that has happened. Absolutely, it has. 
So here's an example of a tour that you found. And this is Costa Rica in particular. And it's a company called G Adventures. And basically the G is for National Geographic. They have some really neat tours and they're good for families as well. Um, And they have some really good ones for solo travelers. But to give you an idea, if you're like, okay, well, what all is included in this particular case, it's a nine day San Jose to San Jose. So it's a round trip San Jose. On day one, that's your arrival day. All your transfers are included. On days two to three, you're going to visit G Adventure supported coffee co-op for a tour and lunch. And then you're going to continue on to La Fortuna, the country's adventure hub, visit a local home, learn the art of making tortillas, which that sounds kind of fun, and then sample your handiwork during dinner with family. So you have a couple meals just in those first couple of days, and then you'll have some free time. On days four and five, you are going to go on a guided nature hike in one of the forest reserves there. You can opt to go to a butterfly garden, zip line through the canopy, or go, go horseback riding. I'm up for the zip lining part. That sounds fun. Pretty cool. You get to meet with some of the researchers and learn all about the projects going on. And then day six and seven, you move to another location. And this is going to be along the Pacific coast. You'll take a guided walk through one of the national parks and see the monkeys and the sloths. That's one of the big things to do in Costa Rica. Sloths are big. They are very cute. And then you'll have some time that where you can go surfing, horseback riding, dolphin watching by catamaran, or visit a beach. I'm already tired. (laughs) And then you are going to return back to San Jose for a farewell dinner. So that is a pretty awesome itinerary. And it includes eight nights of hotel, all your breakfast, a lunch and a dinner, plus all your transportation and a guide to be with you throughout, including some additional local guides. That is what a tour is. That's a done for you trip. And it's all put together. You'll be with some other people on this particular one. But if you wanted to go private, I'm sure anything can be customized that way. Adventures by Disney has usually about 40 or less people on their trips. And on the one we did for our anniversary, I remember, there were only about 25 people, which by the way, they have some great itineraries for their cruises that also include all of the shore excursions. We talk about that on our sister show, Disney Travel Secrets, and that is show number 153. If you are playing along at home, if you're playing Jeopardy at home, this was double Jeopardy. <laughs> so go check that out if that's of interest to you. There are so many great places to see all over the world, and there is a tour or a cruise that will hit that area. Bottom line is get out and travel, know your budget, look for a tour that will either fit your budget or one that has some of the things you want to do. It's also important. It's also really important to know in advance the type of people that will also be on the tour group that you have selected. So if you go with a large group of people, it's really, really important. Because you're only going to go as fast as the slowest person. This is so true. It's like if you see a bear, you don't have to outrun the bear. You have to run out. You have to outrun the person you're with. (laughs) It wouldn't be too fun for 30-somethings to pick a large tour group in Italy and end up on a low-budget bus with a bunch of, I can't say this. Really senior citizens? Okay, we'll go with that. I'm not going to use an age because I'm getting to that age. Oh, you're not even close to that age. (laughs) But again, that's why a small or private tour may be the best option or a different tour company that specializes maybe in um, something for like honeymooners or anniversary travelers or small families. I am on a perpetual honeymoon with you. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> but definitely something more exclusive. That's why you got to pick the right tour company. Because there are a lot that target senior citizens. And I've seen these buses and they do move at a totally different place, pace. 
and their accommodations may not be the level that you want, so you got to be a little careful. Or if you're a solo traveler, you also want to pick the right tour or cruise where you aren't going to get killed. On the single traveler supplement, that's what I meant. Yeah, that was important to finish that. (laughs) Who wrote this? And that usually involves solo travelers who will pay the same price as two people minus the taxes and fees. And that's, you know, both for tours and cruises, that happens. Yeah, it's pretty standard, but there are some... Not the getting killed part. Not the getting killed part, (laughs) but getting killed on single supplement pricing. Absolutely, that is true. So think of a place that you have on your bucket list and get ready to travel there this year or next year. Make it a goal. For us, that's everywhere. That is everywhere. We haven't been to every place, but it's on our list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to also help you get ready for international travel, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to show number 13, where we talk in detail about things to do to get ready for international travel. Passports, cell phones, calling your bank so they know you're gone. Not going to go over the whole thing, but listen to that show. If you do want to plan a trip to Europe or even Asia or Africa, make sure you plan enough time. Personally, we would not fly to Europe for a five-night cruise. Planning a total of two weeks that includes the cruise or tour is a great idea. 10 to 12 days, including your flights, is a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that's a good amount of time. And if you're headed to a place like Australia or New Zealand, for example you definitely will want to plan even more time, like two weeks, because of the time it takes to get there. Uh, Yeah, for Australia and New Zealand, I would probably plan somewhere between two and three months. (laughs) It's really far away. It's on the total opposite side of the planet. They have some pretty awesome cruises over in that area, though. When we sailed on the Amazon River, that was a quick 10 days. We easily could have spent five more and done an add-on tour after the cruise, like To Machu Picchu, which I still want to go. Yeah. Because that's still on our list. In general, for a first-time visit to a new country, book a complete itinerary in a done-for-you package, whether it's going to be a private, semi-private, or large group, whatever will help you be the most comfortable. And when you're there, allow yourself time to explore. You're going to have plenty of time. And this is when it's nice to be traveling with tour guides and asking them for recommendations like best places to eat, or different things to do, because that's what they're there for. And the best places to find Wi-Fi. Yeah, they're usually pretty good about that, too. So we're looking forward to exploring a new country later this year. We're currently leaning towards a Vietnam-Cambodia-type trip, and we've never been. I know absolutely nothing. You probably know more than I do about this area. So see, we actually, that's definitely not the right, I know that much, (laughs) but we're planning on doing this with Adventures by Disney. They have an itinerary and the right number of days that look really good and the time of year that we want to go. And if that doesn't work out, I do have an open invitation. We can stay at Megan and Harry's place. They have a really nice mansion that they just redid the whole thing, and now they're moving to Canada. So (laughs) So there's a vacancy? They they will have some space available if we want to go hang out. Excellent. And when it comes to Adventures by Disney, they've done all the hard work. They have all the hot spots and lots of meals included, so it would make a fun trip to look forward to and know everything is taken care of. Great hotels have been selected, and all the transfers getting around are also taken care of. Yeah, we don't need to even think about anything. And I remember even like pulling up to the hotel— our adventure guide came out and met us in the car, like before we even got out. He's like, oh, hi, Robin Carey. I'm like, how did you know this? <laughs> if you listen to the Disney Travel Secret Show, you already know that part. So if you're wanting to travel internationally this next year, or even in 2021, we'd love to help you plan your trip. Just drop us an email at rob at traveltalkweekly.com. And as soon as we know what Carrie's big birthday trip for the summer will be, we'll make sure that you are completely informed and Welcome to join us. That would be really fun. 
Thanks for listening. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Until next time, never stop exploring. <laughs>